0: Jesus' name. Father, thank you for the teaching of your word today. Let your word come forth with great power. Let it enter into us and set us upon our feet. Let it change every malignant situation. In the name of Jesus those things that we've been crying about, today your power meets with them in the name of Jesus and releases us and sets us free from the hold of the wicked one. I have authority over the devil and so I speak over every devil that has held you bound, that has held your finances, that has held your health bound, that has held you challenged. I take authority over him right now and I I speak to you, devil. I say, take your hands off God's people that we may serve God in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Father. Let your word, oh God, let your spirit be in this place, bringing the word with such grace that gives understanding to my listeners and gives grace to do. Let your power be at work today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I have, um, quite a short time today. Um, um, but I don't want to talk too much. I want us to pray. We're going to pray. I believe that you came here expecting. I believe you came here ready for a miracle and I speak to that devil that wants to stop your miracle. He cannot stop you today in the name of Jesus because God is here and his power is here Last Sunday, we began to talk about the untapped power. Hallelujah. And we said that God has three major attributes. Praise God. We said um, wisdom, love, and power. And we said we're going to shed light or show some light on the power of God. And we began to talk about the different kinds of power that the Bible talks about. Hallelujah. We talked about Dunamis. We talked about Kratos. We talked about Iskos. We also talked about Exousia. We say sometimes the Bible exchanges power with authority. And that is why when God says I give you power sometimes he says I give you authority. That means you have power over the devil. When the Bible says you have power over the devil it means you have authority. Hallelujah. And then we began to talk about the almightiness of God. Amen. And we said that the word almighty, almighty God, that God introduced himself as almighty in Genesis 17 verse 1 for the first time. And he said to Abraham, he said, Abraham, he says, I am almighty. Almighty. That word in Hebrew is El Shaddai. Hallelujah. It says I am all powerful. I am El Shaddai. I am all known. It talks about the boundless sufficiency of God. It talks about the all-powerful of all-powerful God. Hallelujah. It talks about the God that says that nothing is impossible. That that God who when Abraham was 75 years, he called Abraham out even though his wife was barren. He said you are going to be a father of many nations. He says you are going to sire children. And Abraham began to wonder how will this be? And when Abraham was 99, 20 24 years after the Lord came to him. He said, I am El Shaddai, I am all powerful. It was so so, so impossible that Abraham had to laugh. When something is impossible, you know, it makes you to laugh. And I remember I was talking about Pastor DJ. If my little baby comes to you and says, "I'm going to link you with Biden," Pastor DJ will laugh because it is an impossible case. When you are, a, when a woman is old and barren, they call it double tragedy. She is not just barren, but she is old, at the age of ninety. And God says to Abraham, He says, "Sarah is." Is going to give birth to a child, and Sarah laughed because it was an impossible situation, but that did not perturb God at all. That did not change God at all. It didn't make God begin to think, What am I going to do? How am I going to bring children to Abraham? He says, I he says, Is there anything too difficult for God? Is there anything impossible to me? And we said the easy English says, There is nothing that God Cannot do this, God. When the Egyptian, when the Israelites were in the wilderness, Hallelujah! And the God had had given them victory over victory over victory in Goshen. When they were in Goshen, the Egyptians suffered firstborn dead, boils, frogs in their water. But the the Israelites had a Goshen experience. Imagine, have you seen it before? When you are driving, there will be rain falling on one side of the road and rain not falling on the other side. I've seen that before. But I've never seen in a place where in this side, land is green and on this side, is, uh, is a desert I've not seen that but the Lord did that in the name of Jesus the Lord did the impossible not just that when the Israelites left Egypt and then they began to go to the promised land and they got to a point they call it the Red Sea it was a massive sea as you know it was an impossible situation before them was the Red Sea Behind them were the Egyptians. And so they began to cry to Moses again. What are we going to do? Bible says, and God caused a wind... God is the God of wind. No wonder the Bible says that, that, the, that, that the righteous is like a wind. You know, the Holy Spirit comes as a wind. When the Holy Spirit begins to walk, he walks like a wind. The Bible says, and the wind blew, and the waters began to come up. And then and there the Lord made a passage of walls of water. Sometimes I imagine. How can you have walls of water on this side? Have you seen? You know water cannot be contained. Water cannot be contained, but the God of impossible contains water. And water formed a wall on two sides of the, of the Israelites, and they began to walk. But that same water, that same water. You see, when the Lord makes up his mind to bless you, he will use that situation that has been wrong to others, that situation that has pulled others down, he will use it to bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've not got to what I'm going to teach today. Amen. But I'm going to do it. And then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. And then the Egyptians, and then the Israelites came. And then they got to the end of, like it looked like the end of the water. And the Egyptian says, yes. These Israelites were walking on their feet and all that. The Egyptians came with with horses, with chariots. They were very powerful. Hi. You know, somebody said something. That that Red Sea that we say it was a big something that it was not a big deal because it um, that it was just a small river that God allowed the Israelites to pass to pass through. Is it not a bigger miracle if such a small river that human beings can walk in can drown chariots of horses? Anyhow you look at it, is a miracle. Whether it was the Red Sea. Or oh, it was a little river. God can make the little river to drown your challenges. He can take your problems and take Satan and drown Satan in those little river. Hallelujah. And these people had left and then they came to the wilderness. And God, 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 God was with them. Bible says he was, he was with them as a cloud of fire. In, in, in the night a pillar of cloud in the morning and of fire in the night and even when they were hungry they didn't even have to till they didn't have to work hard he gave them manna he gave them water he gave them everything they needed their clothes did not wear out as they were growing their clothes were growing with them but it got to a point and they said no we want meat." 600,000 men, the Bible said to us, if you were here last, last Sunday, and we began to explain how 600,000 men, not counting their wives and children, the Lord fed with meat. Look at it. When you are desiring a miracle, usually you are looking for it in possible places. If I'm going to get money, maybe they will increase my salary if i'm going to be healed maybe a drug will come out that um, can heal cancer let me tell you god does not need anything existing to do a miracle he brings and that's why it's called a miracle you don't have to have seen it you don't have to be able to understand it bible says you see i'm telling you so many things could have happened but you know how god brought meat to them it was by the wind the Bible says he blew the east wind. Again, the wind came. The wind of the power of God is in this place this morning. The wind of the power of God is in this place this morning. Some of you are beginning to feel that wind. It's like a soft wind, but that's the power of God that is upon you. And by the wind of the power of God... God fed them with quails, meat for one good month. 600,000 men and their wives and their children. Do you call it impossible? Hallelujah. God calls it possible. That thing that you've been dealing with that has become an impossible situation, that's that challenge becomes a possibility for you now in the name of Jesus and like we said that um, almighty is El Shaddai in the Old Testament I didn't remember to tell you that in the New Testament he's called Pantocrato hallelujah you Pantocrato <laughs> that's almighty in the New Testament it means the God who who, who holds sway over all things. It means the ruler of all things. It means almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, will not, I, I don't intend to read too many scriptures today because we are going to pray. Amen. But I'm going to tell you today how to tap into that power. And that's why I call it the untapped power. Have you seen a a, a palm wine tapper? He goes to the palm wine tree. You see, if I want to drink palm wine, I go around looking for who can sell to me. A palm wine tapper goes to the tree, and he climbs, and he uses the hook, and he gets his wine. Today, you are going to tap out God's power in the name of Jesus. Please give me Philippians 3, verse 12. Hallelujah. So many things we talked about last week. Please, you can go on our social media handle, Epignosis CC, Spotify, um, Epignosis with Pastor T. Hallelujah. Philippians 3, verse 12. Verse 12. Yes. It says, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on to do what? That I may lay hold of all that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. There is what Christ has laid hold for you. And guess you? And you know what? One of those things that Christ has laid hold, has made available to us, is the power of God. And Apostle Paul says, I have not achieved. I strive. I move that I may lay hold. I press on that I may take what is mine. The power of God is fully vested in you. Fully. Hallelujah. Whoa, glory to God. So many things. But I want to read, I'll tell you two stories that I'll use to to bring out my points for how to release the power of God. Let me take the first one from um, 2 Kings, verse 7. 2 Kings, verse 7. Please give me verse 1 and verse 2, quickly. I'll just read through it because I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to come back to it. It says, then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. For says the Lord, tomorrow, about this time, a seah of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. And two cells. Are you there? And two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Please give me verse 2. So an officer on whose hand the king had leaned. Or so, it's not showing completely there. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look. If the Lord will make windows in heaven, who this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Please help me. <clears throat> Go to verse 18, please. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. So it happened, just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, two sires of barley for a shekel and a sire of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time. You see, I began to look at this. It was an impossible situation. This was the prophet coming to tell, imagine that um, our pastor T will come next week. And come and tell us that God is going to change the economy of Nigeria in 24 hours. He said by this time tomorrow. He didn't say in a month. He didn't say in one year. It's a little bit. In fact, I I will find it difficult to believe if he says in the first ten, the first four years. I will even be. I will find it difficult to believe. But imagine, Pastor comes and says in one day. He said by this time tomorrow. What does that mean? In 24 hours. I'm going to totally change the economy of of Nigeria. That man said, man of God. (laughs) Even if God were to open, you see, in his eyes, there's a way economy can come. It cannot come from up. It comes from within. He says, even if God... We are to open the windows of heaven. He said, Can this thing be? That man doubted. He doubted. He doubted the power of God. That God could do such a thing. He doubted the power of God. He doubted the creativity of God. How possible can it be when God is not an economist? Even if he was an economist, he wouldn't be able to do it in 24 hours. He doubted the creativity of God do you know what? He could not imagine that wind can blow money. Some people don't know. I say, by this time tomorrow, I'm going to be very wealthy. Very stinking wealthy. Then you will ask me, is there a business plan? Do you have a business plan? God is able by the wind I tell you, there's one serious cancerous growth somewhere in your body. And then you are wondering, and we say to you that you are healed. Then you look at yourself. Is it after I do the first chemo? Or is it after that growth is caught? You do not understand that by the wind... God can blow away that growth. Whatever that challenge is, you don't have to see how it will be. The Bible says you may not see the wind, you may not see the rain, but your valleys shall be full with water. What do you want? What have you? God can put water anyway. God can put Water, anyhow. That man, he doubted the messenger of God. I'm going to tell you the things you must do to release God's power. He doubted the messenger of God. Is it not this Fumi that we know? I knew her when she was GFS uh, director, what they call it, coordinator. She's not coming and talking like pastor. They did it to Jesus Christ. They say, Is it not the son of the carpenter? And so, in that place where they, they doubted Jesus, they could not experience miracles. This was, a, this was a Jesus that healed the sick. This was a Jesus that saw a leprous man. And the man said to him, he says, if you are willing, you can heal me. And Jesus said, I am always willing. God is still saying it today. I am willing. What is your challenge today? God is saying to you, I stand as a messenger of God that God is willing. And you must not doubt the messenger of God. That man, he doubted the messenger of God. (laughs) He questioned the truthfulness of God's promise. He questioned the truthfulness of God's promise. Look at how big this promise is. Is it possible? Is it possible? It's an impossible thing. (laughs) How can you say that a virgin... Will give birth. Give me Luke chapter 1. It does not make sense. But God perfects in bringing sense out of what does not make sense. He's always doing it, He's a perfectionist in it. Hallelujah. So, Luke chapter 1, verse 35, I believe, verse 26 verse 26. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, (laughs) a virgin, be throated to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. For want of time, please jump to 34. Go back home and read it. I'm going to read to 37. It says, okay, so let me say the story with my mouth. <laughs> and so the angel had come to Mary and told her, he said, you are going to give birth. And you will give birth to a, a savior, a holy child. See, the imperturbability of that situation was overboard. I know women who use um, family planning methods or whatever the thing is. They will say they lose loop. The baby came with loop. Yes. Uh-huh. If she had, if that was the situation, we will say, alright, the baby can come with a loop in his hand. This was a girl that had never seen a man. Never seen. You know the Bible says seen. Uh, whatever you call seen. Auntie Esther, she had never seen Polabi. So, what what, what verse did I say you should quote? Verse 34, quickly. 34, 34. Is this part is of 34, 34? Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? Go to verse 5, 35. Next verse. And the angel answered and said to her, Hey! Labakata lederish. It is not by seeing the wind, the wind. It says the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. (laughs) Hallelujah! Quick, quick, quick. I'm going to read to verse 37 and I will go on. It says, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative has conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. 37. This is where I was going to. For what? For with God, nothing will be impossible. Hallelujah. Glory. for with God, nothing will be impossible. Can I borrow your mind this morning? Can I borrow your thoughts? Can I borrow your imaginations? Because the Bible says as a man thinketh, so is he. If you do not come with me alongside your imagination, alongside your mind, we would have a problem. It says for with God, nothing is impossible. Now, I want to tell you a few points on how to tap the power of God and I'm going to run run run. I believe if God gives me time. Amen. One, you must believe. For you to tap the power of God, to release God's power, you must believe. Mark 9:17 no, I won't read it. Mark nine twenty three. There was this man that came to Jesus to heal his son. And then the people came while Jesus was moving with him. This will come. this will come. And before they got far, um, they had come to tell him, your son, don't worry. Say, leave the master because your son is dead. Just give me verse 22. It says, leave the master because your son is dead. It says... Um, you cannot do anything. Give me verse 23. I don't know the verse. So let me just go on to what Jesus said to him. After they had, you know sometimes, like last week, last Sunday, I told them to give me one scripture. Message. I went back home. I checked it. I saw that the message is not complete. I, I said, which message? Is it my Bible or your Bible? So, if I start looking for it now, they may just give me one half scripture. So let me just tell you, go back home, go and read it. Hmm? So they came to Jesus and told the man, they said, don't worry, your son is already dead. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. I'd like to give you a little story of Jairus and Jairus' daughter. You see, so Jairus' daughter was sick. And, okay, you can give me that, maybe if, if, I, if you go there quickly, <laughs> maybe I will read it. Luke chapter 8, you can read it from verse 41 to verse 50. And so Jairus had gone to meet Jesus and said, Jesus Christ, please, come and heal my baby. Give me verse 50. And as Jesus' style is, you know, for some of us, um, they call it emergency. Jesus does not have an emergency. There's nothing called emergency. They came to him. Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, our brother is dead. He's at the point of death. He will soon die. Our brother is at the point of death. Please come and help us. He sat down. He was teaching. Jesus Christ, why are you doing like this? He said, don't worry. There's nothing called emergency. What is that thing that you are calling emergency? It's normal. It's a normal everyday work for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, help me. My daughter is sick. Ah, they say, The will soon die. They are pushing Jairus. Jairus, talk to him quickly. He will be talking to people. Jairus will be saying, Sir, please, if you can please help me. The man did not answer. <laughs> but in verse 49, give me verse 49, they told him, While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the, synagogue, of the synagogue's house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. What was Jesus' answer? Ah! If I knew, I would have just left since. But when Jesus heard it, he was not moved. He answered him and said to him, do not be afraid. That's my first point. Do not be afraid. The problem looks bigger than you. God says, do not be afraid. It looks insurmountable. How can we go about it? He says, do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. Two things. Angela, do not be afraid. Only believe and you have it. Do not be afraid. Only believe and you have it. Number two. Exodus 6 from verse 2. I have so much to say about believing, but I'll go on. Now, you must believe in the name of Jesus. Exodus 6 from verse 2. It says, And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I'm coming back to the almightiness of God. You know what God did? Give me verse 3. Give me verse 3. Quick, please. He said, I appeared to Abraham... To Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty. This is what we've been talking to talking about since that He's God Almighty. He said, But you know what I did? He said, I've appeared to them as God Almighty. <laughs> he said, But my name, Lord, I was not known to them. You know what God did. He packaged all the power, all the might, and he put it in his name. He said, before now, you have known me as almighty. Before now, you have known me as Elohim. Before now, you have known me as provider. He brought his name, Jesus. All of the power he has put in that name, Jesus. Hey! John 8, verse 58. Jesus said, Before Abraham was, I am. Philippians 2, verse 9. I'll read that. It says, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Verse 10. It says, so at the mention of that name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, they bow at the mention of Jesus. What is that thing that is greater than the name of Jesus? He has put all of his power in the name of Jesus. He says, I've given you authority in the name. He says, I appear to them as almighty. But all that power, I put in the name of Jesus. So, I speak to you. In the name of Jesus. That name that is above every other name. I speak to that challenge this morning. I say, bow. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Somebody will need to go to the hospital to go, for that, um, to go for that scan again because the name of Jesus has disintegrated that growth. That cyst is falling off in the name of Jesus. That job has come to you in the name of Jesus. Woo! Whoa! Whoa! The name of Jesus is greater than whatever impossibility that the devil has brought your way. And as I'm ministering today, challenges are dropping, sicknesses are coming down. God is giving you miracles in the name of Jesus. Number three, the word of the Lord. The Bible says, I honor my word above my name. <laughs> What does god say about that challenge you know there are some things that we know definitely what god is saying amen john 15 verse 7 Woo! he says if you abide in me and my words abide in you i like the second part he says you will ask whatsoever give me this in message or in amplified he says you will ask whatsoever, he says if you make yourself at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon what's God saying about it look at Luke 1 verse 37 when Mary when the angel appeared to Mary I understand that the promise of God comes with the power to make it happen. That word, it comes in itself. There's inherent power in God's word to make it happen. It says, no, no. 37. Did I say 27? 37. Okay. Where is that scripture? <sighs> Hallelujah. He says, with God, nothing will be impossible. Can you give me in amplified? Can you give me an amplified? No, 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 this is not. I don't even know where I wrote it. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm, I'm running. I'm not using my book, so it's somewhere. Is it um, verse? For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. Can you give me 36? Nothing will be impossible. All fulfillment. Thank you. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. I like this. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. (laughs) Every promise, every promise you find in God's word. Jesus, my time is gone. Are you serious? Amazing. Amazing. Hallelujah. Amen. Every promise of God comes with the power to fulfill it. I'm going to jump. I have much more, but I'm going to talk about one more, and that's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about one more. That's the Holy Spirit. What does God say about it? You know, when I started talking about the man, um, the, the, the promises. I told you about the prophet, isn't it? Elisha said to the woman, hmm? oh, Elijah, let me start with Elijah. Elijah said to the woman at the brook. he says, this will not, he says, give me food, isn't it? He says, God will sustain you. And Bible says in um, 1 Kings 17, I think verse 16, he says, according to the word of the prophet, what is God saying about it? What is your prophet saying about it? But many times we miss it. When we get to the prophet, you are running to somebody who is not your prophet. I cannot go to my neighbor's house and go and ask for. No, let me not use myself. My husband cannot come now in the evening and go to my neighbor's house and start baggaging my neighbor's wife. I told you since yesterday I want to eat pepper soup. And you are making. What do you have on the table? He cannot do it because it's not his kingdom. There is every prophet, every king has a kingdom. So you belong to a kingdom and you have a king over you. Let your prophet say. When Pastor T says this is the month of speaking, it will work for you. Don't go to that prophet that we used to hear of. I was telling someone, early, usually very early in the morning or first thing um, during the New Year. When we are coming, we see people. In fact, every morning, you see people climbing up this hill this hill across. The prophet will not be introducing himself. Good morning everybody. I'm prophet Ezekiel. Whatever he says, I can't remember. He's not my prophet. Bible says concerning the prophet. It says it happened according to the word of the prophet. When Elisha said, he said by this time tomorrow, economy will be changed. It, was, it happened according to his word because he's prophet over the people. He was the prophet in Israel at the time. So let me deviate a little. That prophet you are going to, he does not have your word. If you are a member of this church, your word is here. Come and receive power, your power is here. Let your prophet speak to you. Because God has a word for you, He has placed in the hearts of your prophets. Hallelujah. Lastly, I have much. I will jump and go to my last point because I want to say something. Through the Holy Spirit, amen. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of power. The mighty power of God is made available by the spirit of God. If you don't pray in tongues, please, after today's service, you can wait behind to see me or see Pastor Lainka, and we will lead you in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. As a Christian, please, you must pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, um, 2 Kings 7, verse 1. Should I use that scripture? Let me just go on. Now, when the Holy Spirit takes over, a few things happen, and I'm going to pray. The first thing is this. In 2 Kings 7, verse 1, it says, then Elijah said, hear the word of the Lord. When the Holy Spirit takes over, like in uh, Luke 1:35, when we spoke, we said, the Spirit of the Lord will overshadow you. The power of God will come upon you. Now, when the Holy Spirit takes over, hmm, it is usually according to the word of God. Number two, when the Holy Spirit takes over, it defies time and principle. It defies time and principle. God is no respecter. Of, of, of economies, no respecter of principles. I know that God has principles. I'm not taking that out. There are principles. But when it comes to impossible situation, look at 1 Samuel 14 verse 6. So this was Jonathan. Speaking to his armor bearer. He says, God is able to deliver us. He said, they had a siege. They had come against them. And they were so powerful. And the people who had come against them. And it was remaining only um, Jonathan and his armor bearer. Just two people. And Abraham and Jonathan said to him. He said, and Jonathan said to the young man. Try. Why are you going up and down? Me that I'm trying to rush. When you do this, it will just... um, Verse six, it says, then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, come, let us go over to the garrison of this uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. It doesn't matter who is on your side. God is bigger or who is against you. Bible says God that is with us is greater than whoever is against you. Is it poverty? Is it lack? Is it sickness? Is it barrenness? They've called you the barren woman. God is bigger than barrenness. Hallelujah. God is able to save us. Hallelujah. It is impossible. Go back to um, 2 Kings chapter 7. When the Holy Spirit Spirit takes over, it's on things that look impossible to the natural eye. It is impossible to the natural eye. Hallelujah. It was impossible. The man said, how can this be? He doubted. Hallelujah. Four. God will use the most unlikely to help you. Verse 3. Give me verse three. The most unlikely. Imagine, he was going to change. Oh my God! Thank God for the wind. The wind of the Holy Spirit is here. The wind of God's power is here. Ha! <laughs> ah! Look at how God changed an economy by four lepers men. The most unlikely is going to be the most unlikely. Don't look for it in in the mighty wind. Don't look for your miracle in the most expected places. Let me call this my uncle. He has money. Peradventure, God will touch him. Bible says, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate and they said to one another, why sit we here until we die? God himself will cause it to happen. Can you stand up on your feet this morning? God himself will cause it to happen. When the leprous men went there, they had not gotten there. Bible says God caused the army of the Syrians to hear a loud army. Hey! I don't know what it is today. I believe you came with that impossible situation. We are going to pray in the Holy Ghost just for two minutes. And as I pray in the Holy Ghost, God is lifting you from that place of impossibility to the place of possibility in the name of Jesus God is changing that situation in the name of Jesus I remember a few years ago my younger brother had to take um, a surgery and he, had gone to the, and he had gone to the hospital. He had a medical condition, and he had gone to the hospital. And you know how it is, they checked him and checked him and checked him, and they said he would go for a surgery. And then you know what happened? We had gone up and down and all that, and then they gave us a day for the surgery. And we went to, when it was the day for the surgery, we went to the hospital, and they gave us a list of the things we would buy. And then we went to the place where we would buy it at that time. If you were in Kadnazabai, it was a big chemist. If anything is happening, that's where you have everything. And we had gone to Zagbaye. And on our way back to the hospital, I looked at my brother. The Holy Spirit came upon me. And I said to him, you will not need that surgery. It was so simple. You will not need that surgery. We went to the hospital. It was time because they had told him he will have a surgery. And then they prepared him. And the man looked at him. He says, you will not need this surgery anymore. The power of God is upon you this morning. I remember a few years ago, my little daughter had that one big growth in her mouth and I met every doctor, I met Dr. Lara I met Dr. Esepo, I met Dr. what's his name Uh, Dapo, or is it Dipo at the time, he used to be in this church. and I met him, and all of them could not provide a solution, so Dr. Lara sent us to a a specialist and we went, and they said the girl is going to need a surgery they said the girl is going to need a surgery and so I said no, my daughter is 7 years old she will not have a surgery I've had all the surgeries she will have on her behalf. I've had it. So I said no. And guess what? We started taking communion. We started taking communion. I called one of my doctor friends that has a, denti- a dental clinic. She's a dentist. She has a big mouth hospital in Lagos and so she said snap it i snapped it i sent it to her she checked it she says this girl will need a surgery the hospital we went to they said she will need a surgery she said for me don't worry don't be afraid it's a small thing i said no my daughter will not have surgery so i kept going and coming and one day god said to me stop looking at it because every day i'll come how is it so i stopped looking at it you know what the bible says it will come you know, pastor said to us it will be little by little. Bible says the kingdom of God is like a seed. He said it will grow. It will come first of all this, the, the, the blade and then like that until it comes out. So I just stopped. And one day I went back home. And she said, Mommy, guess what? It's gone. It's gone. That's the power of God. Let me tell you. I'll be here telling you. You'll be looking at me. I, God is using the most unlikely the most unlikely today. When I'm saying, ah, there's somebody here. You have a left pain. Another person with leg pain, we hold it and get healed. You, you'll be looking at it. Is it upper left? Is it lower left? And that's how the power of God will pass you. Now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. God is going to change that situation now. In the name of Jesus, you can take it. You can grab it. It's the power of God is the power of God is the power of God yes lay your hands on that place that place that need a healing that's if you brought that challenge in a book hold it right now god is changing it now the power of god is coming upon you in the name of jesus a few years ago, while we were at GFS, one sister came to me. She called me in the night. She said, oh, pastor, they, we can't find my younger brother. And they are taken him. And so I told her, I said, don't worry. I'm going to pray with you. I said, the next time you call me, call me with good news. And so two days after, very early in the morning, she called me, pastor! I said, what's the good news? She said, early this morning, my brother walked into the house naked. Do you know what happened? They stole him. They took him away." way. From Wuse Hospital, from Wusse Market, they took him they took him to where they stay and guess what? They removed their clothes and they were taking them out one after the other to kill them. She said that morning when we prayed, she said they came and picked her brother and then they took him in the car from Wuse Market they threw him, they got to a place the place was, the, the car was too hot, so they flung him out and guess what? They live in new Nyanya. He was one house away from his house. He walked to his house naked. That's the power of God. There's this brother in this church that wanted to get a job. And then they had called his mates and told them to come for an interview and he called me, he said, Pastor for me. They did not call me to come and do um, documentation. I said, What will you need for a documentation? He said, I need to go with my papers. I said, Go with your papers. He said, hey. I said, Yes, go with your papers. He went with his papers, and guess what? They documented him too. And they gave him the job. I'm not done. When they gave him the job, they told him to go and resume in Makodi. He called me. He said, Pastor, I don't want McCordi. I want Abuja. I said, man, this boy, you know God, and you know about God's power. I said, if you want Abuja, sit down there, tell the manager, tell her that you want Abuja. He sat down there, and for the whole day, the manager would not answer him. He called me, said the manager would not talk to me. I said, go home, bath. Wake up tomorrow, wear your uniform, your clothes, like you are going to work, come back to that office. She came the next day, she looked at him, what are you looking for? She said, he said, madam, they transferred me to Abuja, um, to Makodi Boys, Abuja I want. She said, Look at this useless boy. Bring your paper. And she wrote on it, go and resume in Wuse zone 3. They posted him to Abuja. There is nothing impossible for God to do. One sister called me. She said she came to church like this. And then she was having a fibroid problem. You know, when you have fibroid problem, many times, blood will be flowing. She said blood had been flowing for several months. And she came to church. She said pastor was ministering that day. And pastor just simply said take communion. And she took communion. When she got back, to her home. She went and changed her her clothes. By morning, there was no blood and the blood seized. Fibro. She went back to the hospital and she no longer needed um, a surgery. The power of God is in this place. The power of God is this place. The power of God will change you. The power of God will change that situation. Take it now. 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 Whatever they have called impossible, it is possible with you. Go back to that hospital. Go back to that job. Go and receive it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. The power of God is upon you now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. When you face that challenge, tell the challenge that you've been delivered. Tell the sickness I am healed. Tell that job I've got the job. Tell that marriage is working. Tell that job is, that business is working. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The last point I would have wanted to say to you is that all of that power, God has put it in you. All of that power, God has put it in you. Bible says, if the same spirit, look at it. The biggest power God expended was in raising Jesus from the dead. That was the greatest power he expended. And you know what he said? He says, if the same spirit... The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is within you. That same power will quicken you this morning. Will quicken your mortal body this morning. Will change that situation this morning. Go and be free. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your power that will not stay here. Your power will go with us. Your power with the name's a for the people of God to enter. Step out of the nest, spread your wings and so surrender. Epignosis, concise knowledge.